Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today's episode is quite different than usual. It's actually recorded from a live event and instead of me interviewing someone, I was on the flip side and I don't even know if I would call it an interview. It was more of a conversation between myself, my friend Justin who facilitated the conversation and our friend Alex as well. And I'm not going to lie, these guys are super wise, they know their stuff, they have a long-lasting friendship, and I'm really excited to have them on the podcast actually one day, just like meant to be for the podcast, but this was a recording from a kind of Q&A casual chat live session that we did for youth, and the questions that we got were tough, so bear with us as we respond to these live and in the moment um we did kind of glimpse at them prior but it was more just whatever was on our hearts at the moment we didn't have any papers in front of us we just answered what we thought might resonate with you or what we've just gone through individually and personally if you have any questions about anything we talked about want to reach out or want to learn more about montage or our youth group if you're in the area i will leave everything in the show notes and there's any information and descriptions and links there that you might need. And yeah, if you stick around to the very end of the episode, then you're a real one. We love you. You're the best. Hope you have a great week. Let's get into the conversation. What we want to do tonight is just kind of open it up and have a bit of a discussion of like, what does this actually look like practically? Because I can be up here and I can talk about Bible verses for like hours and you guys can like sit there and nod and act like you're paying attention. But what does it look like in our actual day-to-day lives to have wisdom in these areas of friendship, of navigating pain and uh, of making decisions? Because we all have decisions to make in these things. So what we're gonna do for the next few minutes is I'm gonna have two guests up here. They can actually come up, I don't know where they are. But uh, this is uh, Cece and Alex. They're gonna be up here with me. But what we're gonna do is we are gonna be up here and. Uh, Maybe what I don't want you to think this as is us being up here as like 100% experts just sitting here handing you ideas. Uh, What we would rather come out of tonight with is this idea of, uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, I felt like there were certain questions I just couldn't ask in church because it was like crossing a line. Like as a Christian, you can't ask those questions. Like you can't uh, discuss these types of things in church. You just have to have faith. And there's strong points about that. Yes, we do have to have faith, but it's actually okay to wrestle with questions in the church. It's actually okay to wrestle with questions in Christianity. And even for us, like some of the questions that you guys submitted, there was like around 40 answers. Um, some of the questions are like really hard. And I did four years of Bible college. I work at a church. And some of the questions I was like, dang, I need to like, I need to actually think about this and like do some research into this area. And for us up here, we're gonna have a bit of a conversation about some of these topics and some of these ideas. We're gonna throw it to you guys sometimes. And then we're gonna jump to small group like usual and give you guys a chance to ask questions or discuss the questions that, have been submitted, and that's kind of what tonight is about. And I just want you guys to take away from tonight is that it is okay to have questions, doubts, frustrations, all those things. You can bring them here to this community, but you can bring them to Christianity. Like Jesus is not scared of your questions or what's going on. So that's what's going on tonight. Um, Cece. Hi. Hello. Does this work? Yes. Yeah, this works. Uh, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm. I'm all well. I'm well. Yeah, these all chairs well. are. I'm all well. These chairs are tall, so I feel tall. Okay, Cece, uh, you've been around Village Youth for a while. How long do you think you've been floating around Village Youth? How did you start? What's like <laughs> floating? Like age yourself. Good word. Age myself. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I graduated high school. I keep saying six years ago, but it's actually like eight. Wow. I just forgot. My so age old. kept going past the pandemic. You know, <laughs> when you're like, oh, how old are you? And you just say the age that you were two years ago. 
So anyways, I was a leader right when I graduated and then hung around, did different things, got involved into worship. And then the leaders who were there like really poured into me and were like, hey, you could do this. Like, let us teach you how to like lead worship or use the gifts that you have. And then from there, that's what I did. And then. And you're still here. And I'm still here waiting to retire. So if anybody wants to join the team. Should CC retire? No. All right, Alex, how long have you been? When did you start with Build Youth? How long have you been here? When did I start? What's going on? I started in 2015. Wow. Um, you talked old. about Bible College, four years. I'm still in Bible College. <laughs> it's been a long time. And I don't know what half the, the answers to the questions you guys asked. So, um, well, That's tricky stuff. Is that, is that a Yeah, that's enough that of an answer. On my, uh, on Alex, my I'm going to keep talking to you for a sec. Uh, oh, speed do. round. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Some quick questions. You've got to give me quick answers. They're going to be pretty easy, all right? Favorite month? March. Favorite animal? Mm, dog. Favorite color? Orange. Favorite food? Fettuccine Alfredo. Okay. Did you practice this? Dang. He thought about it, though. Favorite movie? Ooh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Okay. I love Jojo Rabbit. Anyone out there like Jojo Rabbit? Okay, it we can make scary. some noise. What? It's not Those scary. Are, it's there's, there's one sad scene. Okay. Yeah, and the rest of it is funny. Okay, Cece, I got some questions for you as well. Uh, they're easier than Alex's. Uh, Thank you. If you could pick a new first name, what would it be? Ooh, Amelia. <laughs> oh, dang. I thought about this. <laughs> uh, describe your style in one word. Comfy. What time do you usually wake up? Eight, eight o'clock. How often do you floss? Oh, actually, all the time now. Because, yes, don't. They told Come me, on. floss the teeth you want to keep. I just <laughs> did five fillings this week. That's why my mouth is, f- like, really kind of swollen. All right, guys, so you can ask questions about Christianity and make sure, (laughs) floss the teeth you want to keep, all right? That's what we're looking for. Remember, remember, your teeth are jewels, not tools. Don't bite stuff open. (laughs) Your teeth are jewels, not tools. Yes, don't mess around with using your teeth for things like that. Brush them. CC, I got some more for you. These are, because they're pretty fun. Uh, If you could be transformed into one animal, what would it be? A dolphin. Uh, What's something that you're looking forward to? Tuesdays. Tuesdays? Aw. Yeah, wholesome. Go-to karaoke song. Uh, Lion King or Little Mermaid. Okay, sing part of it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, actor, both of you guys have to answer this. This will be the last one. Uh, actor or actress that you think should just stop being cast in movies because we've had enough of that. I got one. Okay, what's yours? I'll start. Uh, mine's Jared Leto. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I've had enough of that. <laughs> you guys don't have to answer. It's pretty mean, but. Yeah, are we allowed to be mean like that? I don't know. Jared Leto. He freaks me okay, out. Okay, wait, Morbius. I thought of one because... Did somebody say Amber Heard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I oh, guess. Oh, man. I don't know. Is this being recorded? This can be awesome. I know. No, uh, okay. I think Lindsay uh, Lohan should stop. Okay, we're going to get a little bit more real. Uh, we, wanna, we want people to, to kind of know you before we actually jump into some questions, but uh, I asked you a question about describing your style. Um, I'm going to ask you a bit more specific question. Do you think cowboy hats are in or out? What should we do with those? Not, we're not throwing shade if you like cowboy hats. You I'm guys just are both from Alberta, and I feel like I'm in an Alberta sandwich. Yeah. So it feels rude to say no to the cowboy so hats. So you like cowboy hats? No, there are no. Okay, Dom, can we show the picture? Why did you find this? Okay, Cece, uh, tell us what's going on here. Pretty sure. Okay, so I went to all French school, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't like do much in English class. So this is like English class on Halloween. I was a cowgirl. But the only plot I could what find. Was your friend on Halloween? Yeah, what is going on back there is Some the real question. Some sports person. I don't know. I think right. it was like in grade seven. Where'd you find this? Uh, I have my sources. 
um, Alex. Yeah, you uh, maybe you better have one for Alex. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that to him. <laughs> Alex, um, I asked you what your favorite movie is. Right? Did I ask you that? Yeah. What's your favorite, like, Pixar? Disney Pixar. Mm. It's like a heartwarming, a heartwarming thing. Or maybe who's your favorite Disney Pixar character? You could do either one. I really like... Oh, that's so tough. Not that tough. Um, I hear Lightning McQueen out there. Lightning McQueen is good. I Mark really Robbie? movie movie. Actually, Dom, can we just show the picture? There's a picture. I really like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I meant. Who's your favorite Pixar character, and why is it Lightning? Dude, McQueen? I love that. That's so um, good. How fast were you been going? There? This, <laughs> sorry, I'm just exposing. Really fast today. So fast. You should have brought a photo. That was with you. you. I know. You, you took that. I photo. took that photo, everyone. So <laughs> that's pretty fun. Okay, so what we're gonna do now? That was just uh, that was just to be funny. That was like the intro time. All right. That's not the questions they well, asked. Those are not the questions you guys asked. So uh, we talked about three different kind of categories uh, throughout this series, and then I sent out via email or some of your group chats got them. Uh, what are some questions about these series that maybe you guys asked? And there was like a lot of questions that came in. And so we're gonna kind of touch on them and then we're gonna throw them over to you guys. Um, but to start, we're actually gonna start with you guys. So you guys can turn to the people that are next to you and we're gonna talk about a question about friendship. Um, and the question is, is there a point when you should no longer be friends with someone? So turn to the people next to you. We'll give you guys like three to five minutes to talk about it. And then we'll come back. Okay, so that was a question about friendship. So we're going to kind of dive in right here. You guys sent in, like, a lot of questions about friendship. Uh, questions about, like, how do I actually make a friend? Like, I'm feeling lonely. How do I make a friend at youth? How do I make a friend at school? Uh, what kind of stuff is going on there? But then, like, how do I know if I have a good friend? Like, questions like that that you guys were asking. And then, like the question above, like, what happens when my friends begin to change? What happens when maybe they're making bad decisions in, in life? Like, is there a point where... I should maybe distance myself from a person. How do I like call them out about the things that they're doing? Uh, what does like friendship actually like mean in those type of situations? So maybe let's just start. Like, how do you make, how do you make a friend? Like, what what would you kind of look for, Cece? Maybe we'll throw it to you. How to make a friend? Step one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, when you are an adult, it is actually harder, I think, to make friends when you're out of high school. So enjoy this time where you can kind of plant the seed and make friends because. You'll never be in a situation where, like, you're in a class with that many people who have, like, the downtime to talk. Once you're in university, those who are, like, leaders who've done that, who are in that, it could be very fast-paced where, like, people aren't really there to socialize. So I would say while you're at this age, make the most of being friends. But one thing that I like to do is compliment someone, something genuine. Can you give us an example? Like, hey, Justin, your rain jacket. Oh, yeah. Super cool. You like that? Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's like champion but has like a logo what's that logo i've never oh, seen it village church cc do you want to be friends yeah whoa and it's that easy it's that easy you know well like be genuine about it i think i've also been on the other side where i've received a compliment that looked like they were like nervous and they're like uh, uh, uh nice nice shoes and i'm like you know what a for effort let's keep talking so yeah i would say start with like an icebreaker. Some of you are more outgoing, I'm looking at some of you, <laughs> than others and willing to go out to strangers. <laughs> some of you might need that extra push, but it's so worth it because I've met a lot of my best friends actually through Instagram, which is very 2022. I feel like I throw down on social media a lot from the stage, no. so that's actually like pretty cool. Most of yeah. my best friends and like people I have met and like they live further 
I like have friends that I've talked to that live in like Ontario and I'm only meeting them for the first time in like December. Like be cautious. Like we work together, we've only talked on like social media and I think just having prompts that you can like keep in the back of your mind of like, hey, what do you like to do for fun outside of this? Or like try to find some similarity and I would say and then just keep chatting and be consistent. I think if you meet someone somewhere and you're like, oh, we clicked out of the five people I met, like I met that night, try to like go back to that person and be like, what's your Snapchat? What's your Instagram? What's your number? What's your schedule like? Like maybe we'll we can run into each other and go to Starbucks, go for a walk. Like, yeah, and can and if I can add into that, I think a lot of the time too, it's we think that it's that it is like we have to put on a front or we have to be the best version of ourselves, but. I think a lot of the time when you're the, the most authentic and honest person with who you are and to the other person, that's when um, you're just able to break through and become friends and, and connect on a level, uh, such a deeper level so quickly. Like I, I think back to a friend of mine uh, that Justin and I know from PLBC and I met him when I did my campus tour and like he's still like such a close friend of mine. Um, I was honest with him about my my nerves about potentially moving from Alberta to BC, what my family life was like, what life was like and just in general. And he was honest about that too. And then then naturally what we what we enjoyed poured out. Like I, we both love basketball, we both like music, we both had a passion for people and cared about people. Um, so I would say that's like a big one too. Just letting- Be vulnerable. Yeah, be vulnerable. Yeah, uh, yeah. be like, I feel awkward, I'm new. Do you feel yeah. awkward? Yeah. Are you new? They're like, no, I've been here forever. Let me show you my friends. Yeah, there's a lot of things you guys touched on that we even talked about, like, when we did our whole talk on friendship. Alex, one of the things that you touched on was this idea of, like, oftentimes, like, what we do in our culture is we, um, like, we walk out, and what we're trying to do is we're just trying to, like, um, I don't know, like, manage people's perception of us so that people just like, like, we just really want people to like us, and I think we all, like, we can even relate to that. Uh, but there's something different about just, like, going into a place, um, like putting yourself out there and just being authentic you and showing people what you enjoy, uh, how you interact and like what that looks like. And it's hard, like I'm pretty like introverted, I would say. So it's like hard for some people to do that, but that is like a pretty good tool when it comes to like finding like who could be a true friend to you. It's harder when, when you're putting up a fake version of yourself, like then you always got to kind of keep up that front and that's like pretty exhausting. Too much work. Yeah. Yeah, because I would say that like when you, like you go to work, you go to school, you go to these places of like learning or job to make money you you're on right like you're on your your maybe it's like the phone voice comes out and all this stuff but if you're like that even with your friends like you're exhausted by the end of the day like i can't imagine being around my friends and not being myself or not being like just being comfortable with who i am and like needing to put on this like something that i'm not or like go above and beyond in this in in whatever way just to make it seem like I'm like doing better than I am and I'm not saying like I'm doing horrible by any means but but just getting to like hang out and and enjoy your friends and enjoy the people you're around and um, just be honest with it because yeah it's better to, to do that and be energized by your like the people that you care about and the people that you love than to be around them and always be tired and be exhausted by them Good. And, and then Cece, you also said some stuff that we talked about last time, so I'm just going to keep throwing it back to what I had to say. But um, what, one of the words that you said, especially when you're talking about the friends you made on social media, is that you were trying to find like things that you, similarities that you have. Mm -hmm. So things that you had in common. And one of the things, I don't know if you guys remember that I said, there's like a difference between a romantic relationship and a friendship, is that uh, a romantic relationship, you spend a lot of time looking at each other and doing what I would call face-to-face -face relationship, but a friendship is side-to-side. And the idea is that you're not so much looking at each other, but you're looking at something that you have in common. So uh, a hobby, um, 
I don't know, like a, a sport or like a school that you go to or even like, oh, both of our moms are friends or we both come from this place. Just something that can kind of get it going. And it comes from this place of authenticity of like, this is who I am and um, I'm kind of putting myself out there. But, oh, wait, you're into that thing too? Oh, you like to play basketball? Like that's one of the things that helped us become friends in the first place is you just schooled me at basketball and now I'm schooling him. So ooh, And ooh. I tried to join once and it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Cece, another thing that you said was just this idea of consistency. And I think that's also really important because it's easy for us, like, in the busyness of life and, like, you have homework and school and some of you guys are in sports or extracurriculars or dance or whatever. Um, it's just finding time to be consistent and to care for your friends. And one of the things that we talked about last time is that a friend is somebody that loves at all types of times. So even when, like, I don't know, maybe your friend's going through some hard times and it's not, like, as easy to be around them, but, like, friendship is a person that would actually put themselves out there and like be with them in the hard times and the difficult times and in the good times, right? So what would you guys say is like, how do you guys navigate times like that? Like when friendship gets difficult or maybe like a friend is doing something that like is like kind of out of your context, like, whoa, I don't really agree with what's going on here or like, or maybe they're even acting like, like rudely towards you. Like how do you navigate difficulty in friendship and how do you like maybe even win a friend back? Like how do you guys go through that kind of stuff? That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, I think taking a step back is pretty important, where so often it's it's pretty easy to just throw a wall up and be like, no, like, I'm done. Like, you, you burned me, you did this, you did whatever. Um, and just to just go, it's, it's over. We're just, we're not friends. Like, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to do this. Um, but I think taking a step back and really getting to yeah, think about think about the situation. Uh, think about the heart of God towards them. I would say is a big one. Like I know there's been times in my past where it seemed easier just to step away from a friend or step away from someone that I thought was negative in my life. Um, and then I really like with with people that I cared about, like adult uh, adults that spoke into my life well and that I was willing to go and chat with. They would they would often point back to like is this a person that could be in your life for a long time and you just don't want them to be because they rub you the wrong way? Or is it someone that actually is like meant to maybe like not have as much like um, ground in your life? Because then if, it, if, it's, if it's someone that's meant to be there and you, you picture them in the long haul and you, you, it hurts to, to step away from them, maybe pray and see what, what God has in store for them too. Because I think oftentimes we, like I think about it all the time in friendships, like, like when I was younger, even now still at times, like um, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this friend in a long time. We probably, we haven't, we're not that great of friends unless, like, I guess. But then it's like, no, we actually are still good friends. I just haven't seen them. Or if that's, or if it's something that like they did against me, it's, it's okay. They go through life just the same way I go through life. I've hurt people that I probably haven't realized, or I've done stuff against people that I probably didn't realize was a big deal. Maybe I'll pray and just see how it can go from here and, and see what God would want me to do in, in terms of caring for them well, in terms of laying myself down even, and not me not always having the upper hand or feeling like that I, I get out of the relationship. Like, I don't always have to be on top. It doesn't always have to be equal, um, where I get to care for them better than I feel cared for in moments. That's... A good point is like getting something out of a relationship when it comes to friendship. Maybe this is more like a girl thing where sometimes you're friends with people 
naturally just because they're in the same circles or because they are the person who like drives all the time or they're the person who pays all the time or they're the person who just like hypes you up and makes you feel good like I don't think relationships should be transactional in that way and like you mentioned we should love people at all times and I've definitely been the friend who has been making the poor decisions I've been the friend who has pushed people away because my decisions weren't maybe what matched up with my character and I what I wanted to be, especially in high school. I think I look back and think about friendships that I wish I had poured into more. And I mean, my own husband like went to the same high school as me and I did not look at him one time. So we like kind of just like crossed paths and I wish we would have been friends and I wish a lot of people that I just dismissed because it was a friendship that I didn't think I could gain anything by, whether it was like popularity or insight into something. But I would say... Yeah, if you are having a hard time because a friend is doing things that you're not really agreeing with or you're doing something and your friends are stepping away, it's important to, like you said, step back. I would say avoid talking about it with your friends and your groups as much as you can because especially when things are fresh, they can be, they can come off a certain way and it might reflect poorly on what you actually mean because maybe I'm really hurt because, you know, Alex didn't text me back for two days and I'm just like, going to Justin and be like, oh, Alex is like this, and it puts everybody in a weird situation, so I wish I had done less of that when I was in high school, and more of stepping back, looking at the friends, and like you guys mentioned, if you're exhausted being around someone, it could be meant to grow you, but it also could be harmful if they're doing things that are make you exhausted because you have to put on a front, and a lot of, I would say, my teen years, I was putting on a front. Like I did not agree with the things I was doing. I did not agree with the things my friends were doing, I felt like there was a point in my life where I was like, am I a bully? <laughs> like, because my all my friends are acting like this and it feels odd to, you know, lift up a person. And someone um, gave me really good advice. So if you're with a friend group, works for guys and girls, and people are like kind of trash talking a person, if you're brave enough to give a compliment to the person they're trash talking, shuts the room up. And it really changes things. And I've been trying to do that for like the last six years. Anytime there's kind of like gossip that starts to get in the like, hey, this is a you know, personal attack or a personal emotional thing you guys need to deal with. And it really changes the tone of the room. And it kind of shows your character and shows how God wants us to love other people. All right. That was a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of like uh, practical stuff is kind of what we want to get to. But we want to kind of move on. So to kind of break this up, we're going to jump into uh, talking about decision-making next. But quick uh, speed round. CC, you ready? Uh, this is this or that. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Sweet or salty? Salty. Summer or winter? Summer, summer, summer. Oh, would you rather fly or have super strength? Fly. Oh, introvert or extrovert? I'm an introvert now, I think. Oh, you changed? During the pandemic, oh. yeah. I work from home. I like literally don't talk to anybody until I get to youth. Um, would you rather travel to the past or to the future? Future, future. All right, okay. That's good. I agree. Uh, so we're going to kind of move on. Uh, oh. Quick speed round. Alex, you did too good the first time. So uh, what we're going to talk about now, uh, and then we'll give you guys a chance to talk again, is just this idea of uh, making decisions. A lot of questions came in about this topic, uh, specifically of like, um, how do I make a good decision? How do I know if I made a good decision? What happens when I make a bad decision? Uh, how does God feel about my decisions? How do I know uh, if I'm making the right decision according to God? Like, how do I know I'm like, kind of going on like his will for my life. So let's just talk about this idea of like, how do you guys actually in life make a decision? You're like given two options or you have a choice to make in life. 
what are some steps very practically and let's try to make it are uh, they good quick. decisions or like bad? yeah you're well you're trying to make a good decision let's say yeah we don't want to make bad decisions yeah probably like flip a coin maybe flip a coin no um two good decisions man that's tough i think when there's two good decisions i think in our mind we always think Oh, but like one must be better or like one must be like better in, in this regard or worse or whatever. It's like the grass is always greener thought process. Um, and I think God really honors our decisions and how we, we go about things. If we go about it in a way that is to honor him and glorify him, even if it is like if we gain more in one or don't gain in the other. Like I think when we, when we go to him and, and bring him in on stuff, he really honors that and he'll honor the, the decisions we make. Um, along with that, I think I touched on it already, like talking to an adult, like I have several mentors, peer mentors, friends, like that I talk about big th life things, decision things, um, how my life's going even day to day. Like I went for dinner with a friend on Thursday to a horrible Thai restaurant that we both got sick at after. It was pretty bad. Um, but he even like we sat down and he's like, okay, how's life going? How like not and all these things, but how's your soul? Like, what decisions are you making to better your soul? And I sat there, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm just trying to eat this coconut soup. Coconut soup. Yeah, it made me so sick. It was bad. Um, but even in, in those things, like, getting the hat, like, being open and honest and vulnerable with people about what is going on in your life and decisions that you're trying to make and, and letting them even challenge and ask you, like, um, like Justin and I live together, so this is like a bad example for me, but it's a really good one for him. He was crushing it at school, and I was sleeping in, having a great time. I was like out late, and one day he's like, do you think your choice to like sleep in and like stay out late is really good for you and your grades? And That's I just true went, friendship. Speak the truth in love. It was good. It was good. And I just went, no, Justin, it's not good, probably, and whatever. And he was like, no, it's not whatever, man. Like, you, you're here to do this thing. Why aren't you doing this thing? And I was like, oh, man. And so I think those are big things, like letting people speak into your life, being, being, holding out, holding like something in your hand with, with an open hand, an open palm, and letting people see it and know that like, that if they're speaking into your life about it, maybe they, maybe they're doing it in a way that just is an opinion, but maybe they're doing it in a way that actually they want the best for you. Yeah, just to jump on there, Cece, I'm going to give you a different, a slightly different question, but to jump on very practically, like, how do you make a good decision? Uh, like, Alex, you're talking about, like, just trying to understand, like, what would God want in this situation? Kind of. So, a simple one would be prayer. Like, I think very often, like, we don't just think to go to prayer. Second one is talk to people you trust. So, hopefully in this space, that would maybe be your small group leader or a parent or somebody else, maybe a close friend, but talk to somebody you trust that really knows you. Like, hey, I have these two options in front of me. I don't really know what to do. What do you think is best for me? Because oftentimes other people can see things that you don't see when you're in the middle of something. Um, so asking people that you love, do your research. Like sometimes we just don't even like do research. You guys have Google, YouTube, TikTok. Use those things for research. Do the background check. Do the background check. And uh, something that I like to do is just ask myself like, what, what would happen if I said yes to this decision? And just like sit there for a couple days and be like, hey, if I said yes, what would my life kind of look like? And then on the flip side, then just pause if you have time and ask yourself, what, what would happen if I said yes to this other decision? Like, what would my life look like? What ramifications would this have? But Cece, what would happen? Like, sometimes we do mess up in the midst of all this, and we make maybe the wrong choice, the wrong decision. Um, what do you do when you know after the fact that you, you made a bad decision or you made the wrong decision? Like, how do you process those things? What do you do? 
Yeah. No matter what age you are, you will probably make poor decisions daily, weekly, monthly. 27, still making poor decisions every once in a while. But I'm emotional, and that's okay. I think it's okay to process. If you've noticed you're at a roadblock and you're like, what have I done? Whether it's like friendship or a choice that you thought would be really good and it turns out it's not. Um, just a mistake that you maybe knew self-consciously you shouldn't have done. Uh, I think it's okay to process that emotion. Cry it out. I cry it out. And once my emotions are more gathered, the tears are no longer able to come out anymore because I'm dehydrated. That is when I go, okay, what could have gone differently? And if you're, like, not in the brain space to think about, like, okay, what could I have done? You know, everybody says, you make a wrong decision, and that'll help you learn for the future. Yes, but it's hard to see that in the moment. So I would say after I'm cry done crying... I will look at the damage that I've done. Like, what damage control do I need to do? So maybe I bailed on a friend and that really hurt them. Maybe I, you know, did something that I'm like, my family is not okay with. I yelled at someone. I was just in a bad mood. I, whatever it is, I dropped the ball on responsibility. I look at the damage control. Is there anything that I can do, like, right away that can kind of help? Like, just text or call a friend and be like, hey, we can talk about this another time, but just so you know, I was just, like, having a really bad day, and that's why I snapped, or I'm sorry, this is what happened, or it's like I, I've had this, like, at work, I just made a poor decision to, like, stay out late instead of, like, finish a work thing, and then it's the morning, and I'm like, oh, shoot, what do I do? And I'm like, I can actually physically do the task. So, yeah, I would say, one, let your emotions go. Two, do some damage control. Three, communicate. I'm just making things up as I go. <laughs> I'd say communicate with who you need to and and then for just tying it back to like how God used us. There was a time in my life where I heard the story of like the prodigal son. If you've heard that before, it's like the son who really like disrespected his dad and his family comes back home. And as he's like coming home, his dad's like running towards him. And I've had that happen to me with friends. I've had that happen to me with people at church, like mentors, where I just am, like, calling them, being like, can you pick me up? I made a big mistake, and I don't know what to do, and they picked me up, and they came to me, and I just felt like hearing that story and seeing people do it in my life, and if you haven't seen sh someone show you such, like, radical grace in your life, it'll come, and you can also be the person that does that for people, but that really, I think, changed my whole life, and being like, yeah, my decisions don't define me, and my my past doesn't define me, and God still loves me, which is so crazy that he just, like, loves you unconditionally, and I don't think we're supposed to understand how that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think part of it is, like, I think you said it right at the beginning, like, we all make bad, bad decisions all the time, so I think, like, just to take the pressure off of you guys, like, we all make bad decisions all the time, like, you're, like you said, your decisions don't define you, just forgive yourself, um, learn what you can, and kind of move on. Uh, we're also going to move on this conversation. See that transition there? That was pretty good. Smooth. Uh, we're going to go on to, like, our last topic, which is a lot about, like, um, uh, suffering, hardship, pain, and doubt. Uh, how did, like, there was a lot of questions about uh, doubting God when these types of things are happening. Uh, but before we talk about it, I'm going to throw it back to you guys one more time. Uh, we'll try to make this, we'll give you a bit of time for this one. But the question is, do you think any good can come from pain, suffering, and hardship in your life, and why? Do you think any good can come? So turn to the people around you. We'll give you about four minutes, and we'll come back. Okay, so the last topic was uh, 
suffering, pain, hardships, what's going on? And you guys, um, once again, you, you had a lot of questions about this. A lot of them kind of ran along the line of like, what do I do when there's suffering happening in my life and it's causing me to like have questions about God or I just don't really know how to process or even what are like some practical steps I can do in my own life? What do I do when I see other people going through suffering? Like, why is this happening? How do I even process that? But then there was also like a whole chunk of questions that came in about like, um, I'm seeing pain and, and stuff that's going on in the world or even in my own life or my family's life and it's causing me to doubt some things that I've heard about God or know about God. I have some questions and I don't really know what to do with these kind of things. So Cece and Alex, I'm just going to kind of throw all of that towards you. Like Cece, maybe for you, like you've seen like hardship and pain and suffering in the world. Like what does that do to you and how can we as a community kind of process those things? Okay, yeah. There are times where I personally have felt like I just can't catch a break. You know what I mean? When it's like one of those weeks and then something bad happens. And the next week something bad happens. And then the next week you get news that a close friend is going through something that sucks. And it just like keeps going. And there's also times where you're seeing that in another person. You're like, wow, this person cannot catch a break. Like they are all over the place because suffering and pain and things that they can't control are happening to them. And in my life, I've seen a lot of people go through suffering that took me a long time to process, honestly. And it took me having to have time to, like, dive into the Bible, honestly, is what helped. Also, counseling and, like, therapy helps, too. But <laughs> counseling therapy, 10 out of 10. But also, yeah, reading scripture helped me because uh, a couple years ago, I did, like, an intern program at Village. And they bring us to this refugee camp. And we get there. It's a military base, and I'm, like, a five-foot-two girl in, like, French braids, ready to <laughs> wear my cargo pants. And, like, yeah, Josh was there, and some other friends were there, and we were traumatized. Like, I had never seen that kind of suffering, and I know people who go to, like, third-world countries and see different kinds of suffering, and there was really hard for me because people had lost everything. Like, their IDs, their houses, their homes, their families, their parents, and they are just coming there alone. And... I just, like, couldn't understand, like, I'm going home to a bed, even here on this island, and you're going into no showers, like, locked up, and it really broke my heart, and I think it happens a lot when people go abroad, or when you watch a documentary, or you see things about war that's going on right now, and it can be really overwhelming, and it can be hard to not doubt, like, is God doing anything? Is is this going to keep going like this? And I think I have a really big heart for seeing change happen in injustice and I'm sure you guys have different causes that you feel like stir your heart and for me when I see and I doubt and I feel like an injustice kind of happening whether it's like refugee crisis or whether it's like poverty or just youth not being able to like feel empowered the way that they should be like something stirs in my heart and I go like why God like why is it that like diversity isn't more like this or why aren't people accepting this or why are people losing their loved ones so, so young? Like, it hurts me. And then, yeah, I turn towards scripture because at that same time we were learning about, like, how the Bible works. We were going through Genesis and all these things. And I'm not like you guys. I never went to Bible school. That was my one year of Bible school-ish. Didn't, assi- didn't do any of my assignments, but I read the Bible. <laughs> and, yeah, big win. And some people are just not really good study or readers. Well, I guess that was me, but... I just read that, like, this is not God's plan for the rest of the world. Like, what's going on on earth, it's really hard to understand, and I don't think we need to fully grasp what heaven is going to look like. 
but there's like a lot of good books and resources you can access and and podcasts you can listen to where they just say like yeah heaven will be here and this is not the way god made the world god didn't make the world for there to be war for there to be refugees for there to be like injustice and poverty and all these things but yeah what helped my doubt was reading things that are truth and remembering that that is truth and being okay with asking the questions like the last week of that week at the refugee camp I lost it I was like I went up to our leader and I told her I I was like why is this happening why can't we do this how can we make it better and she was just like well it takes time and you're only here two weeks and I was like well I'm coming back and then I like kept coming back and kept coming back (laughs) and it was a lot of years of going there but it was a lot of years of seeing people trust God and me thinking I'm going there to like be like yeah I'm a light and I read the Bible before this and I understand that God you know put people in jail and in that time they like shared the gospel with thousands of people and God made people not be able to have kids and that was really rough but then did miracles through them and yeah I get there and these people are praying they're on their knees they are loving me they're welcoming they are having hope in a God that they know is the truth anyways that's my that's good let's pass to Alex (laughs) closing remarks give it to us three minutes three minutes three minutes talk about it oh um I would hope you guys know that God's intended purpose isn't for bad things to happen in the world. Um, there was a shooting last night in Colorado Springs. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen. Um, while I was working today in Abbotsford, there was an apartment fire like two blocks away from us. Um, I've lost family members during COVID. Uh, people lose houses. People lose so much. Um, and I would hope that you guys know that that's not God's intended purpose and for the world, for you, for your life, to go through pain and suffering and, and turmoil and to be hurt by others. Um, it is to be known by him and it is to be loved by him. I think of, my mind is just going crazy with Bible stuff right now, um, but I think of Job right now. And I think of the end of the, the, end of the book where Job is, has gone through it. He's he's lost everything. His body is like destroyed by disease, and and he's just he's reached the end of himself, and he's kind of kind of going after God, like, what is going on? Why have you done this? Like, what what are you doing? And and God remarks back, like, where were you when I was speaking everything into existence? Like, where were you when when the foremost of the world came to being? Where were you when all this stuff was happening? Like. Like, I was there. I, I did this. I spoke these things into existence. And I see you. Um, and, I, and I care about you. And, and there's so much in the Bible that, that points to this. Matthew 6, right? He talks about the, the birds in the air. They eat and they, they sleep and they are clothed. And how much more do I see you and care about you and, and have you at, at my mind and have you at the forefront of my mind? So... I would, I would hope within doubt that I think about Thomas as well. And I think Thomas is an incredible disciple to connect with. He, after, the, after Jesus died on the cross, he doubted that what actually happened was real, that Jesus came back to life and that he was uh, back living and, and completing the last little bit of his life on earth. And, and a week went by. There was, there was, it's, an, in, it's counted in John, I believe, or Luke 
where there was a weak time between Jesus coming back and him interacting with Thomas again. But Thomas would have heard throughout the time, and Thomas didn't believe. And then Jesus comes to Thomas and shows him the scars on his hands, uh, his feet, and the hole in his side from the spear that he was put to death with. Um, and I, I love that because Thomas had to sit in his doubt. And, and I think we, I think the best thing for us at times is to sit in these questions and these doubts and, and trust that, um, that Jesus will come, that Jesus, Jesus does come. And it actually is like a beautiful story afterwards. Thomas went on to be a missionary to India, um, one of the biggest missionary movements that the Bible has seen or that we've seen, um, sparking a huge um, turnaround for Christ in India. So, and that's, that's like goes f- so far back to the Bible where, where a main disciple that has gone and done so much for the name of Jesus and so much, lived so much life in, in his way, um, had a major point of doubt where he, he really had to come to himself and go like, yeah, like I believe this, this is real, this is legit, now what do I do with like this knowledge and this belief? Yeah, and what I love about both of those topics, this idea of uh, pain and suffering that we face in life and this idea of doubt that we face in life, is that in the Bible, uh, Alex, you quote a lot of good examples, is that, um, I'll use Thomas as the example again. Thomas doubts for an entire week. He goes through this very painful experience of his friend, Jesus, dying, and he sees him die on a cross and suffer, and then people are telling him that he's come back to life. So, of course he's doubt, like, that's like a valid doubt, right? And so he's sitting there in his doubts for a week because God leaves him like that, for a purpose, right? Like the, there's purpose in pain, there's purpose in our doubts. And in the midst of all that, when Jesus does come, this is one of his disciples, right? Like he walked with him for three years. Jesus comes to Thomas and he comes to us also in our pain and our doubts. And he doesn't uh, discredit Thomas. He doesn't disqualify him from anything. He doesn't reject him. He doesn't look down upon him. He comes closer to him. So I think in the midst of our own pain, in the midst of our own doubts that we have, I think oftentimes we think maybe God has uh, left us or rejects us or maybe he's upset with us or, or anything like that. But ultimately what we see in the Bible from the beginning of Genesis all the, way to the Revel- all the way to Revelation is God coming towards us in the midst of all of these things. He's coming towards you again and again. Jesus is coming towards you and he actually wants to mend that whole thing and bring you to a place of faith in him.